Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here. And I'm Desnica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast. couple that went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world. Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could. We've gone through all of these things plus so much more, so we get it. We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like slow to speak, quick to listen. And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell. We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible. But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge. The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact. So get ready to learn the stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and Marriage 2.0 starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode. Today, we're going to be introducing a special guest to the show. Uh, He's actually a six-time Emmy award-winning sports anchor and reporter. He has covered events like the World Cup in South Africa in 2010, multiple NBA finals, World Series, Super Bowls, NHL Stanley Cups, and has worked with Univision in San Diego and Telemundo and NBC in the Bay Area. Yes, and now he is the awesome pastor for Vive Church in Austin, Texas. And welcome, Pastor Gabriel. Good morning, show. Tommy and Dizzy. Good morning, good morning, guys. Uh, pleasure to be on here with you guys. Uh, really miss you here in the great country of Texas, by the way. <laughs> yes, we we definitely miss you guys there. Uh, we actually met, uh, which actually leads me to like telling everyone here, all of our all of our guests, about really like how we met. Uh, we actually we actually really want to tell us because I think it's important to the actual like story of the of the you know yes and amen um frame here absolutely so originally like that wasn't our plan at all and if tommy and i would have had it our own way we would have never met and so (laughs) really important to follow god's god's ways and you know when he tells you to do something to do it yes so we actually ended up uh me and dustin actually lived near houston texas at the time uh we we moved from there because we listened to god to austin texas and we're so glad we did because we met um, Pastor Gabriel and his wife and his awesome family and the church and just such an amazing environment and culture. Um, however, we, again, we heard from God and it was, it was just an amazing journey along the way. Yes. Cause so, you know, Pastor Gabriel, I don't know, like if you recall, but really after like we had moved, you know, how we met, it was so, Uh, I was obviously like desperate to like meet people and have the kids connected and playing. And so when I scheduled a play date, Pastor Rita was actually the one who was like, hey, I'll meet up. And, you know, so I was like, "Okay, I'm going to meet this lady and her kids. And that she was like, oh, by the way, we're a pastor. And I was like, oh, 
okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it how it works nowadays, right? It's like you you literally, if you're intentional enough, right? You you make these connections online and you meet people through Facebook groups or Twitter or Instagrams or clicking uh, clicking on ads and everything, and and it's just insane how it works nowadays but i'm really happy that rita reached out and i'm really happy that you posted that and uh, that you know that meet did happen absolutely because it was just like that one small thing right like that small like hey looking for the kids to play connected and her responding got us plugged into your church and and honestly pastor gabriel like your church like the you know and she was like hey you know come check out our church and we had been struggling massively to find uh, a home church while we were there in Austin. And, you know, yes. <laughs> it was a very, it was a hard struggle for us. And, and honestly, like, um, we weren't looking for, we, we were looking for more of like a, at the, cause we're, what we were used to is a mega church. Mm -hmm. Um, so we weren't looking for more of a family church like you guys have. And, but when we got there, man, the culture was amazing. I've never, I've yet to see a serving culture better than at y'all's church anywhere else. Absolutely. Uh, it was insane. So I have to definitely commend you guys on that. Um, uh, thank you guys. Yeah, no problem. Um, the culture of like serving, but doing life together. I think that pastor Gabriel is like one of the biggest aspects of, you know, y'all's church is like, you know, while we were there in that time together, like we did life together. So while we were in Austin, like we were celebrating wins and struggles and losses. Like we literally were, were walking life together and there wasn't like any kind of division or any types of, of those things. And all of these different cultures come together you know, different age groups, but you know, how welcoming you guys are was phenomenal. Yes. And, and it really is, you know, sometimes I know it sounds like a, a catchphrase, right. Or something and you know, let's do life together, but we really need to put some intentionality on that phrase, you know, and, and I really do feel like that's really what Pastor Adam and Pastor Kira, our global lead pastors uh, really shared with us, you know, that it's not just something catchy that we say, it's something that we actually do. So I, I'm really happy to hear that you guys uh, not just heard it, but also lived it, right? Yes, lived it and then got to experience it and, and join in. But what I love, Pastor Gabriel, about what you just said was like with the intention, like it didn't just mm happen like we had to be intentional as well you know getting out of our comfort zones and you know being open to not just sticking to like what we were comfortable with and what we were mm. used to because honestly you know being a part of like a, a bigger church and we had this idea this picture in our head of what our life was gonna be like right like with being in this place and the types of friendships we were gonna develop and the type of church and you know and god was like oh that's cute here's my plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 But it was really, honestly, the thing that, um, initially, uh, what, there was two things that initially drew me into you guys. And it was, um, it was honestly, which actually was a, was normally would be one of them would normally be a turnoff. Cause I'm not a real touchy feely person, to be honest with you when it comes to like physical touch. But like, I have to admit the thing that I remember the most was the, it, this is it may sound weird but the hugs you give people <laughs> uh, like like they were just um just real uh it just it made you feel welcome and then also just the way that the family was in the church it was just you just felt home 
mm-hmm. um, in the church, and it just felt very welcoming and just non-judgmental. It was just it was awesome. Non-clickish. Yeah, non-clickish. It was it was just it was just awesome, and still is, uh, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm a hugger, man. What what? That's can... like the Latino running in me. Uh, you know, <laughs> we're always just hugging, and it's like you know, put that hand away. We hug here, so. Yeah, I, I'm really happy that you felt that, and that that's just part of part of my DNA. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely, God designed you a certain way for, for sure. Um, but why are we why are we here today? Well, we're having Pastor Gabriel on the show because it's simple. We want to talk about like what it really means to live not only you know for God, but really what what we learned from them, which is a term, yes and amen. And really a lifestyle, honestly, because that's what we consider it. And so really what I believe, personally believe, after hearing this from them, is that it's really the very key to life, happiness in life and purpose. But we would love to, you know, obviously hear from Pastor Gabriel about these things. And so we're going to be talking about really, love to hear Pastor Gabriel's story on how he went from, you know, being the news anchor to sports anchor to uh, the pastor at this church, and then also what yes and amen means and how to live it. So Pastor Gabriel, what do you, what would be your story on how you transitioned from, from, from the news anchor sports anchor to where you're at now? So really I started working in television since I was 18 years old. So it, it always been, had been a part of my life. Uh, sports had always been a big passion of my life. Uh, I grew up with, spending a lot of time with my grandparents on my mom's side. So that meant, you know, Friday nights, it'd be watching the local boxing matches, uh, bouts and everything. And then uh, Saturday mornings would be uh, watching the Mexican soccer league, right? So that's that's just how I grew up. And then on Sundays, uh, before ESPN existed, yes, that's how old I am. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, the, you know there, there was a, a, a show, a Mexican show called uh, Acción, uh, Action, you know, and it had all the highlights of all the leagues around the world and all that stuff. So if you wanted to see, you had to see that on Sundays, right? So that's really what I grew up on, you know, and, and sports just became a big passion of mine and being on TV, you uh, it really attracted me and it cracks me up, right? Because people would always ask me, oh, so you played sports? I'm like, yeah, so were you good at any of them? I'm like, well, no, because I couldn't make a living off of any of them. So I wasn't, I I knew that I wasn't going to be good enough to be a, a professional athlete. So I was like, might as well be the guy telling the story, right? <laughs> so, you know, that that just really drew me in. That, uh, and God started opening opportunities. And then in 2010, I won a contest with Univision and Verizon, went to South Africa. And uh, the guy told me, he's like, hey, you know, you, one of the producers told me, he's like, you got, you know, you, you got some talent. If you want to do something of it, I recommend you move to the States. At the time, uh, Rita and I had just been married for five months and uh, it was just me and her. And said, you know what? Okay, let's do it. So I sold my car and went to live to San Diego, started um, my immigration process. And then started working at Univision there uh, in San Diego, and I was doing the morning show. So I'd go into work at 3.30 in the morning, and it was like a grind, you know? And doing a morning show meant that you'd do a lot of random stuff. Uh, you know, I'd do food segments. I'd do health segments. Uh, I even did the weather for a while. Uh, it You name it, I did it. I swam with beluga whales. I rode elephants and all this you know i kept saying yes to everything because i knew that if i said yes enough to in that that eventually i would get to do what i wanted to do which was sports right 
So then God opened the door. Uh, the, the, the team in Tijuana, uh, the soccer team got ascended to the Premier League. So started covering more soccer in Tijuana. And then uh, back then when the Chargers were there, they had a show in Spanish. So I also got a chance to start doing a segment for them. So that also opened doors. And then that pulled me uh, and gave me platforms to be viewed by people in the Bay Area. And they knew that I was just like a, a fill-in guy, right? Not a, a full-time sports anchor guy. So uh, just it's weird how it works. Uh, I created my profile on LinkedIn. And back then, so all our new LinkedIn users, back then you can actually connect to whoever you wanted and not needed like a, a mutual connection or anything. You just send out blast uh, connections. And that's what I did. Uh, I sent out a mass blast of connections to people. And it turns out that one of those people that I connected with was the VP of news in the Bay Area. And mm -hmm. then that coincided with him watching me that same night on the news uh, on Univision. And he's like, wait, this guy just sent me a friend request on LinkedIn. What's going on? So he reached out and he's like, hey, uh, I saw you on Univision, you know. Would you be interested in coming over here and not just being a filling guy? Would you be w interested in being a full-time guy? And I was like, yeah. So we started a conversation, moved up to the Bay Area. And then in 2014, yeah, moved there. And then it, it, it's just exploded. Uh, honestly, God was uh, just amazing and everything I got to cover in such a quick time. I, I think a month in to working there in the Bay Area, the Giants made the World Series in 2014. And then the Warriors went on this like amazing run, winning all these titles. So I got to cover the NBA Finals. And then Levi Stadium wow. just opened up. So they got Super Bowl 50. And in the midst of all this, uh, we were looking for a home church, much like you guys. We were like, okay, you know, Rita and I, we met at church and we, we met serving. Uh, we used to work with youth ministry. And Rita, we, we met at Rita's grandparents' church. So she, you know, she came, she came from a fam, she comes from a family uh, that has been in faith for several years. For me, I got to, uh, I came to Christ when I was 18, really started going to church until I was like 20. And that there was that, you know, that big hole in our lives. It's like, okay, we don't just go to church. We like serve in church and we want to do church, right? So we, we tried one church. It really didn't work out. We really couldn't connect and then, funny enough, Rita went to a wedding in Mexico, and somebody in Mexico told her, hey, there's a church uh, up there that you guys should totally check out. And we were like, okay, at the time they were in Palo Alto, now they're in Mountain View. But yeah, they're just like, yeah, you, you should check it out in Palo Alto. But it was really funny how, you know, God just put everything there because the Tijuana for us to hear about a church that was like 20 minutes away from us <laughs> in San Jose. That is pretty so, crazy that you heard from it while you were in Mexico and yes. that's not even close. That's awesome. It, it's not even close. So, you know, we said, okay, we'll check it out. So when we got back from that trip, we went and then we never left. Uh, the first weekend that we walked into the door, we were greeted by uh, Lizelle and Ian, now Pastor Lizelle and Pastor Ian. They're our online pastors. And I, I always, you know, I always tell them it's like, it's your guys' fault that we stayed, you know, because you're so welcoming. Uh, the first day that we walked out of the church, we left with like three phone numbers from different people wanting to connect with us, wanting to have us over for coffee, even offered to like take care of our kids and stuff like that, which to us was really abnormal. It's like those, these people don't even know us, you know, yeah, they don't know you. And here they are trying to watch your kids and take you out for coffee. A hundred percent. Like that's, 
you know, one of the things I'm noticing throughout this entire process of like you telling your journey so far, and, and we're not even done yet, is that like um, you were saying yes and yes and yes. And I know and just I, trusting I, yeah, the process. Yeah, I got to ask, though, like, were you nervous? <laughs> oh, totally. I, I you know what? I, I was totally nervous because I, I asked Rita before this was before we got married. Because trying to make it in TV, it, it does sound really like dreamy. It sounds like stuff in movies. It sounds like, uh, you know, it's like, hey, I want to, you know, I want to have a career in television. You know, me telling her that even before we got married, it was like, and I told her it, it's on me and I'm going to make sure that uh, I get a job where you don't have to work and there's no economic pressure on you. So, you know, just let me take my shot. And if it doesn't work out, then we'll, you know, we'll move back home and we'll figure it out. But just, you know, I, I did, we did have this conversation even before we got married. So just, just a little tip. Yeah. Just have the hard conversations before you got married, get married, not after you get married. percent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So proper that, expectations. Yeah. So there, there was, you know, you know, Tommy, yeah, I, I was nervous and I did feel the pressure and working in TV. One thing I did learn is that the higher you get, uh, the more cutthroat it become, it becomes and the more, mm. um, you know, people are, are jumping at the, you know, wanting to jump at that opportunity in the platform that you have. So yeah, so totally, I, I did feel the pressure and, the, and then especially, um, after I got promoted to sports director, I even felt the pressure even more. So yeah, there, there is a, a level of expect, expectancy and pressure that comes with more responsibility. I love that. Well, we yeah. would love to continue to hear more of how this story definitely transitions. Yeah. So we, you know, we're going to Vive and we went one weekend and then the next weekend we were like, okay, this is our church and we want to be on team. So we were honestly, you know, we just got there and we were like allowed to join team and it was awesome. We started uh, serving an auditorium team. So we would reset the space between services, you know, like uh, setting up the pamphlets in the chairs, uh, cleaning up anything that was like left in between services and stuff like that. And at that time, I was just kind of like starting working in TV there in the Bay Area. So my career was like beginning to pick up. And then uh, Rita started serving an auditorium team and then welcome team, uh, greeting people, and then also royal kids. So then my career started picking up. And really, uh, it, when you're in Hispanic media, I mean, really, the, the main markets are L.A., which is the number one market nationally, or Miami, yeah. which is the number three. But uh, the thing is that in Miami, network is right around the corner. So, you know, you're really close to them so they can see you a lot and even, you know, maybe have you on if they need something. So that that was that was the goal. That was the intention. You know what? You know, sometimes they say you got to go north to go back south. So I was like, all right, you know, I'll go back to I'll go up to the Bay Area, go away from my family, leave everything in Tijuana and Rosarito to see if maybe it, at a point time in my career maybe i can come to la to the number one market so uh work my butt off and then uh, as opportunities uh, opened up uh, i started working more and going to church less i also started working with the 49ers uh, i was their color commentator uh, for 49ers.com so we were doing that and that was amazing uh 
this is again something that I really wanted to do as well. So I, my career took off and then professionally I was doing really well. I started also doing sports in English. Uh, it was really funny how one day I was in the newsroom, I was doing a live and then somebody asked a question in the live in English. So I answered in English and it turns out that one of the producers on the NBC side of the newsroom heard me and he's like, Hey, the sports guy for Telemundo speaks English. And <laughs> you know, And it was really funny because so Comcast owns both Telemundo and NBC and in the Bay Area, both stations are in the same newsroom. So it's really it's a really interesting culture because on one side, everything is in Spanish. And then if you walk 20 steps on to the right, everything is in English. It, it's just it really is crazy. Like how just everything <laughs> very divided. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, so one day they needed a sports guy uh, for the NBC side and they're like, hey. The, the Telemundo guy speaks English, bring him over here. So I started doing sports in English as well. And that opened another door. And obviously with doors opening and, and, you know, taking in opportunities that, that meant more time. So, mm. uh, you know, especially come the football season, you know, I was working from like 1 PM till, uh, 1145 at night. And then with, when I started working with the 49ers, that also meant working weekends, Uh, that also meant doing uh, a morning show once a week that we were doing. And then I also started working with uh, ESPN radio while I was there in the Bay Area. So uh, I was I was happy. I was blessed. But uh, there started to grow a distance between my family and me because I was really invested in that. You know, that that's what I was pouring my time and my energy into. And uh, at that time. Uh, I had a baby girl and a baby boy. Now I have three. Uh, actually, baby boy turns one uh, April 7th. So, wow, time oh. flies. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can't believe it. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, we, we uh, you know, uh, I was really invested. I was professionally happy, but I was really spiritually and personally empty. So, Pastor uh, Gabriel, with that aspect, when, you know, you were happy, like, with their professional side what did you still feel like something was missing like there was a void oh totally totally and and they at first i really didn't notice it or feel it you know because everything is shiny and and awesome and and sometimes you're just too busy to even realize anything mm. you know and, and and that's just the truth you know you're, you're just too busy to realize it but gosh just gotta work uh, harder and more yeah exactly keep, keep right? climbing Exactly. And, and then if you really want to get a sense for where you're at, uh, have kids <laughs> and they'll let you know. Uh, and and it, Roxana's comment one time is what really kind of started making me reflect and take a step back. Uh, it was uh, Tuesday morning. And so for context, like I would get out of work at 1145 and then I would get home until like 12 30 12 15 you know so obviously the kids would be asleep and then i would get there and uh, i would wake up later so the kids would be on their way to school so i you know i wouldn't um i wouldn't really see them i really wouldn't talk to them i really wouldn't get a chance to hang out with them and roxana one time on a tuesday morning you know she said okay dad well i'll see you saturday mm. wow and that really like wait, what do you mean see you Saturday? It's Tuesday. And it's like, yeah, but you're going to be working. So that kind of really started 
making me want to take a step back and think things. And, uh, you know, if you want to have a voice in your life, in, in the life of your kids, you really got to earn that voice. You really got to earn that spot, not just, be, not just because your parents. That means that you get that. Absolutely. So, and at this time, Pastor Gabriel, were you like, oh, I'm going to be a pastor? <laughs> Is that oh, no, never. <laughs> okay. Like, just never, never. No, that wasn't in the cards that I see that. I didn't know that. Uh, you know, it, it just, it, everything grew in my professional career to the point where I finally got the call from Miami and I was like, you know, I told Rita, babe, we're set. We're going to go to Miami mm -hmm. and, uh, I'm going to take the next step in my career and it's going to be awesome. And I'm going to keep growing. And I've been working for that call. I've been working for that interview. I've been working for that moment uh, for 10 years now at that point. So, uh, I, and to this day, I still apologize to Pastor Adam because I walked up to him one Sunday and I told him, hey, you just want to let you know, I got a call from Miami. I'm going to go over there and interview. More than likely, I'm going to take the job. So, and I still think of, you know, I, I like look back at myself and I'm like, I was such a jerk in that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Pastor Adam was like, yeah, don't worry. I already forgave you for that. No, no worries. Um, but then I got to Miami and it was, it was like hitting a wall. Mm. It, it was like hitting a wall. I was there for two days and uh, nothing happened really. And, and, and it, it was really weird. I really can't explain it. It was really weird because that's what I wanted. And then when I got there, I was like, wow. Um, no, I don't think this is what I want. You know, so that flight back from Miami to San Jose, I can honestly say was the longest flight of my life because I had a lot of thinking to do. I had a lot of praying to do. I had a lot of, uh, a lot of evaluation. And then when I got back, I told Rita, it's like, you know what? Um, uh, I don't want to go further away from our family. I don't want to go further away from you guys. And I know that if I take that job in Miami, I don't know if we are going to make it. Mm -hmm. So at and, that point you're having to question, like, do I chase that career, that object that I've been chasing and sacrifice like my family? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. I, I think it, this reminds me of, a. um, I don't remember who said it exactly, but it's a quote. It's just like the success line always keeps moving. Yeah. And that's, oh, what, it, I, that's, it, that's yeah, that's what I see here kind of almost. It, it it definitely does. And and you know what? Um, I know some people in speaking specifically of what I know, right? Uh, you know, some people in, in the media industry are super successful and they have successful family lives as well. Um, I just didn't see a way that I could get both. So I was like, I have to sacrifice something here because I can't, I can't continue doing this and then also get to know my kids more and spend time with them and have a voice in their life. And, you know, at that point I was just like the dad that was on TV, that, that, that was it. That was the extent of my, of the presence in my kids' lives. So when I got back, I told him, you know what, um, I, I'm ready to take a step back. Uh, maybe I can get a job with Telemundo San Diego. Maybe I can go back home and figure something out over there. Um, maybe, you know, it, it's, it, 
my, it, you know, uh, it's a smaller market. Maybe I can figure something out. Maybe it won't be as demanding, uh, but we'll be back home, you know? So uh, we made this whole plan and we talked about it. And Rita asked me several times, like, are you sure? Uh, now, it's funny, right? When you're telling your testimony, I get a lot of a lot of the times I get the question it was like, well, maybe your job was over and that's why you panicked. No, uh, I just got an extension uh, in my contract. I still had two years to go. Mm. Uh, I was locked in. Uh, I was well taken care of because I was working for Telemundo NBC and I was always working for the 49ers. That's another question that I get. Well, maybe you weren't making enough money. You weren't happy. No, like I was I, I was making enough money. <laughs> Like I, I financially, never... you were set. Yes. And then I do get that question a lot for some reason. Um, and it's just, I told Rita, look, I know I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like I, I need to take a step back and I need to get to know my daughter and I need to get to know my son. And I think you and I need to spend more time together and reconnect and, and figure things out. So uh, I, you know, when we had this conversation, I jokingly told Rita, Hey, uh, I think we should go talk to our pastors, you know, that since we got to church to, to vive, they've been there for us and everything. And, and I jokingly said, who knows, maybe they'll even offer us something. No. Uh, little did I know, <laughs> <laughs> little did I know. Yeah. Little did I know. So when we got to vive, it was just one campus. It was Palo Alto campus. That's it. And we got to see just the incredible growth that, year after year, Pastor Adam and Pastor Kira are amazing vision setters. And and they've just, you know, every year they had the vision of a five by five vision of the first years, the first five years uh, of the life of the church. So it was one campus every year for five years. So, you know, it came, uh, it was Palo Alto, it was Oakland, San Jose, uh, San Francisco, and then uh, the first campus in Italy. And uh, it was in Rome. And everybody's like, this is crazy. This is insane. This amount of growth. And it, Pastor Ron was like, you think that's crazy? <laughs> you know, it's like, what if God can do in one year what we did in five? So then came the vision to plant five campuses in one year. And that's then that came, yeah, it came uh, Chicago, Honolulu, uh, Morgan Hill. Uh, our second campus in Italy uh, which is Milan, and then us in Austin. So when we went to talk to the pastors, we're there, we're sitting there with them, and we're telling them how we feel uh, about our personal life, about our professional life. And by this point, honestly, I was just, you know, we, we were serving. We did a, a Spanish translation service as well, and uh, whenever I could, like I'd, uh, I'd serve every other Sunday when I didn't have to work uh, a football game or had an event or something. So. Uh, you know, I, I was still somewhat connected, but Rita was like, she was always there, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, when we were talking to our pastors and they, uh, you know, I, I told them, it's like, hey, we're thinking about moving back home. This is what's going on. And they just looked at themselves and then they looked at us and Pastor Ryan was like, I'm like, what do you mean? No. Yeah, no, you're not going back home. You're like, you're not <laughs> going back to Tijuana. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> And he's like, well, if you're already willing to move for yourself to a place that you know, to something that's comfortable, would you be willing to move for God and help us plant a church, plant a campus? Mm. He's like, it's still not known by everybody yet, but 
we are a division for this year is to plant five campuses. We have four families. And for some reason, we haven't been able to get a fifth. And we need a family to go to Austin and plant a campus there. Would you be willing to go? Uh, for Rita, it was an immediate yes. Like literally right then and there. <laughs> she was <laughs> like, like, yes, uh, yeah, that doesn't surprise yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. And, and then for me, it, it, it did take me a while. Uh, it took me two days. I didn't sleep for two days. And when I say I didn't sleep, I mean like I did not sleep for two days. Mm. Uh, I really wrestled with it. I really prayed about it. I really was like, all right. I mean, this is, it's one thing to take a step back and it's another thing to leave it completely. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I called them that this, this conversation happened on a Wednesday and then they were going to have the vision gala the Friday of the following week. So they were literally 10 days away and they didn't have the fifth family to move when they were going to present the vision. So mm -hmm. it was kind of like go time, you know, it's like, we need to find a, fi a fifth family. So time to move. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, we said, yes. Uh, we said, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go. Uh, I quit my job and they were like, okay, who poached you? You know, it's like, are you going to Fox sports? Or are you going to like, you know, you're going to the competitor or like what, what's going on. And I'm like, no, it's like, I'm, I'm going to go and plant campus and God poached me. So he got me and uh, they're like, they, they just couldn't believe it, you know? And as I was going out, they made me sign a non-compete because still, even though I had a really good relationship with my, my boss, there was still this kind of like iffy feeling on there. And I guess that it was like, okay, well there's more to this. So it, he's probably not going to do that. So yeah, it's signed the non compete. Uh, I quit my job, and then we we moved to Austin to to plant the campus, to plant the church. And uh, when we got here, it was just uh, six of us, and it was you know just watching services in our living room, and inviting people and connecting with them, and it started growing. So then we moved into a conference room in Austin down in, in downtown Austin in a hotel. We started doing services there and that kept growing. So then we moved to a uh, a Jewish student community center and we held services there. But then COVID hit. And uh, uh, yeah, it was a new church. So that was that was tough uh, having to close out for 10 months as a new church. And uh, luckily, our pastors had, again, they're just so vision filled before everybody like online uh vibe church had been really de developing a project uh, a product for online like a good quality project so when covid hit uh we weren't scrambling we were just like all right well we'll just move everything online because we've been doing this for a while so we know what we're doing that's and awesome it, 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 it you know what it, it was beautiful honestly to see just everything transition online. I know that uh, even the church in Italy flourished and it, it, it's really weird to say, but like during COVID we grew mm. and during a time where we couldn't gather during a time where globally as a church, you know, you couldn't come to uh, it, the, the church grew, the church stayed. And uh, I, you know, to, to this day, I, I think it's just awesome how Pastor Aaron and Pastor Kira navigated the whole thing. Cause there's no, playbook <laughs> there's no manual how to pastor a church during a pandemic there's just there isn't and and can i tell you guys they just did an amazing job with everyone 
during that whole time. And it, it, it's been a journey uh, as restrictions relaxed, as restrictions kind of uh, fell back. We started gathering in open spaces and like uh, we rented a, like a backyard for a while because, you know, they were only allowing outdoor gatherings oh, yes. of more than 10 people. <laughs> and, and then we found the spot where we're currently at. And that's that's there when you guys found us. And mm. yeah, that is so Brilliant. awesome. And there's so many different aspects of your story that I truly just really love. And I'm, we're going to dive into those a little bit more here in a minute. And so we appreciate your honesty, Pastor Gabriel, of just like your own struggles of this journey, you know, cause you, as like, when you were living in California, obviously like your mind wasn't like, oh, I'm going to move across the country, you know, to, to Texas and, you know, be a pastor. Like that wasn't ever your game plan. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. So, you know, that kind of leads us to like, what does it, what does yes and a mean, uh, yes, and a mean, yes, and amen mean to you. Yes, and amen means just like trusting God. Uh, I think that so many times we pray for God for direction, so many times we pray for opportunities, so many times we pray for just that, right? That, that direction, and it really doesn't look what you think it, lo it will look like, but. Mm -hmm. It's like when God puts something in front of you, even though it scares you, even though you feel underqualified, even though you feel X, Y, E, it's not about what you feel. It's about what you'll do with that opportunity. And no, it's good. I'm, not about feelings. I mean, no, it's not about feelings. It's about what you're going to do because you can feel really scared, but still do it and rock the job. And, and, you know, to that, I, I can tell you guys, like, it, again, I, I worked in TV since I was 18 years old. And every single newscast, I still felt nervous. Every single newscast, I still felt an adrenaline rush. Every single newscast, I still felt the need to prepare. And I always said, you know, the day that I stop feeling nervous is the day that I'm going to stop doing this because it's the day that it doesn't mean that much to me anymore. Ooh. And 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 it's really that. It, it's when Pastor and Pastor Kira presented that opportunity in front of us, we're like, all right, this is God calling and you don't ghost God. So what does yes and amen mean? It's like, you know, and I love it even in, in one of our worship songs. It's like, you already have my yes, whatever comes next. You know, it's like, uh, it's yes to God because I know at the end of the day, God has good plans for me and my family. I know that God has the best plans for us, even though we might not see them. But if we say yes and we walk confidently into them, God will bless that. So for me, yes and amen just means trusting God, not your plan, and just taking advantage of the opportunity that, that is there in front of you. I love that. So what I'm hearing is, you know, it's not just about like what Pastor Gabriel had envisioned and what you had thought and what you had wanted. And just, you know, living by what you felt in the moment. Yeah. It, it sounds yeah. like to me, sounds like to me, it was also like, this reminds me of the quotes. Um, it's just like, uh, you know, God will give you the green light, but you know, he's not going to drive the car for you. Like you have mm -hmm. to, you have to take the action and clearly <laughs> you, you were able, you were willing to take the action, um, and be able Massive to, action. And, and be able to live the calling and have a blessed life like you do now. 
Yeah, because you know, we could have we could have said no. And and I know that Pastor Aaron and Pastor Kira would have been okay with it and we would have stayed there and everything, but then it, it would always would have been like, what if we would have said yes to God hmm. and trusted him to do something amazing with us, right? And to do something amazing with our family. Now it it hasn't been um easy. I don't also want to pin like, oh, you know, it's like always easy and, and it's like this, everything is, it, it, we say in Spanish, you know, color de rosa, everything is like pink and beautiful. Um, it, it's it been hard. Uh, the time that we've been here, you know, uh, getting hit by that pandemic and then having to restart again. Uh, and then actually uh, a year ago, our house got hit by a tornado. So uh, we were displaced from our house for nine months while my wife was pregnant. You know, it's like literally the tornado hit the house when she was nine months pregnant. We were in the house. So that wasn't fun either. And and we've had our challenges. And with the church, we had our challenges uh, personally during that whole season, uh, trying to get back home and having a baby and, and not having a house of our own during that time and having a new little one and being five and all that stuff. So it it, it, it has had its challenges. But at the end of the day, we know we gave our yes. And we know that God honors that, and we know that God has looked out for us, and and we've seen it. You know, we we've seen it in the four years now that we've been here. We've we've seen it, time and time and again. I love that. And so even with, because I remember the tornado, and I actually thought about you guys the other night when we were under our own tornado watch, and <laughs> thought about that that whole story. I was like, oh man, um, I'm like, I don't want to be like that too. But you know, just with with everything going on, like you know, y'all still. God provided, you know, so was it like, you know, just all sunshine and rainbows as I like to put it? No, but God never promised us as believers that life is going to be sunshine and rainbows. He said that he Mm. will provide for us. And so even when y'all were displaced, he still provided a a solid home where like, you know, y'all were able to be and still, you know, be family. And we still had gatherings there, you know, and still you were still able to pour in and like live out your mission and your purpose. And God was providing, even through those challenges, he was just growing you in the process. Definitely, definitely. And I think also it was beautiful to see what my kids experienced because uh, the, you know, the, uh, we have a couple of friends here in Austin who are also pastors. And their churches have emergency response teams and everything. And when the news got out that our area got hit pretty hard and then they, they immediately reached out and they're like, Hey, are you guys okay? What what do you guys need? And like our house was a mess, uh, honestly. And the next day we had cleaning crews from different churches and everything. And my kids were like, who are all these people? You know, who are, I don't know any of like, who are they? And I was like, told them, it's like, hey, these are, you know, from other churches and they're friends of our pastor friends and they're here to help us. And and they got to see the big C in church, the, the big C in action, you know, the big church yes. in, in action and, and the church responding to the call and distress and the church responding to, to that moment of need and being Jesus's hands and feet and, and being, and I, I love the fact that my kids got to see that the church in action. Like it doesn't matter that I go to another church, but we're all part of the church, right? Yeah. We're not competitors. Exactly. So it's been experience experiences like those that my kids have gone to live that I know will leave 
uh, an everlasting impact in their lives and is shaping their lives that they've got gotten to see firsthand what God and the church can do when they're working together. So I've, I've, I've loved that even amidst very hard situations for us. And with that, Pastor Gabriel, so I love how you bring your kids into this and seeing how they're getting to, you know, see all of these like life events, right. And just be a part of that, but you're also there. And so you are now getting to be that voice and that, you know, main influencer in your kid's life, you know, that God, when God puts you in this position in the shift that you were able to also, you know, fulfill that as well. So whereas that had been a void in California and, you know, as your quote unquote dream job, like this here was fulfilling what you had ultimately desired. Oh yeah. And, and you know, the, the enemy is tricky and he'll attack that. Like, did you make the right choice? Uh, are you even there? Are you even present? And I love how the Holy spirit has really just used my kids to in moments of my doubt, really reassure me. Mm. Uh, having conversations with my daughter, you know, it's like, oh, uh, I have a dance recital. Um, it's on Tuesday. Are you going to be able to be there? I'm like, yeah, babe, of course I'll be there. And and her response to my, yeah, baby, of course I'll be there was like, oh, it's because you were always working. I just wanted to make sure that you can make it this time. And And that comment didn't come from like a place of bitterness or like a tone of, disrespect or anything it was just her expectancy of me she expected me not to be there yeah so and the now fact, there's a huge shift for you guys yes so now that shift that now she knows that dad will be there right that that's a blessing now there's a shift that she can she knows that she can count on me that's a huge win now the fact that uh my daughter is serving on team uh you know she's she turns 12 this month and she started serving uh, as soon as she graduated our Royal Kids Ministry. Uh, she's like, all right, well, I'm done with the kids ministry. So what, what, what's next? And it's like, well, um, you get to come to church. She's like, well, can I join a team? Of course you can. You know, I'm not going to say no to that, you know. And, and that has been a huge gift. Uh, her wanting to serve. Her wanting to be part of a team. Her asking for it. Not something that... Uh, dad imposed uh, that has been a huge gift and, and I honestly feel like one of the things that I enjoy the most on Sundays is just doing church with her because uh, Roxana and I are the first ones to get there and you know we start uh, with the setup of the space and everything uh, we are you know we, we we set up and tear down every Sunday we're a pop-up church we're we're believing for growth we're believing for our own own space but in the meantime we get to do that so uh, I love that I get to share that with my daughter. And and again, that's another thing. It's like, well, I'll just, you know, whenever you go, I'll go. And, and she's there with me. And I've gotten to share that with her and see her grow and see her mature and see her work under stress because working uh, for the, you know, doing the production team uh, on Sundays, it, it does require a lot of focus and attention. So uh, it, you know, it, it's been, man, it, it's been incredible <laughs> seeing seeing that aspect too i love that that and is awesome one of the things that, that that reminds me of is um when it comes to like um people say like you know i want they tell their kids like you can do anything you can achieve anything you want put your mind to um i i more translate that into you know you can achieve um 
you, you know, you can live out God's purpose for your life. You can, you can have an amazing life with God's purpose, but then a lot of people like basically what pastor Adam said is like they shelf their purpose and, mm. and then they don't actually live it out, but out of fear. Right. And a lot of the times, like, you know, we say that stuff to our kids, but then they're going to eventually catch up to us and be like, well, you can be anything you want to be. You can live out God's purpose for your life. Okay. Well, why haven't you yet? Right. Mm. And yep. I, you've definitely had a set a really good example yes. on really what it means to live a yes and amen. And then now, obviously, it's just it's just a culture. It's just like this is what we do in your house. Yeah, and, and that's something that we've really have to fight for uh, because our it, it's not normal. <laughs> no, it's not. It, it's not to go to church every Sunday. It's not normal to. Uh, you know, just just give your time and 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 be growing the church. So our kids right now, we're we're going through. Uh, you know, their friends are inviting them to the birthday parties, and their friends are inviting them uh, to different things. And and most of these things are on Sunday, and uh, and it's required this conversation of like, all right, baby, well, you can go, but after church. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know, and and it's. At first, it was a hard conversation for them because it was like, well, but but I want to go. I'm going to miss out. And it's like, you're not going to miss out on that. You're going to miss out on what God is doing in 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 you and through you because, you know, when the kids come, they're, they're going to connect with you. And what you guys are doing, you know, production team is really important as well. So, you know, speaking to both my kids, uh, my son's nine. So he's still in kids ministry. So they they know that what they're doing is going to have an everlasting impact in the kids' lives that they go and in the atmosphere that we're setting up for church and everything. So they they're they're aware of that, and I I love I love the fact that we're having these conversations now when they're you know they're they're nine and eleven, not when they're eighteen and twenty. Oh yes, for sure. And like you're setting that like really like what yes and amen yes and amen means and to them as well. It's like no, like you know, we go to church and like that's what we do and we're a part of the church and like we are the church. We're the hands and feet of Jesus. And you know, while there's other things going on, God like what God is doing in us and through us is so much more important. Like that's what you don't want to miss out on because you yes. know, his plan for us is so much better. And we just, we can't see, like, we're so limited <laughs> on, like, our own view. So we truly have to, like, lean in and truly, like, trust him, trust God in that process to, you know, yes, God, whatever comes next, like, yes. Yeah, which you actually, already have my yes. <laughs> which yes. actually leads me to my, like, next next point. Like, for us, what does it mean to us? Um, meaning yes and amen. Well, pretty much exactly what Pastor Gabriel said. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, yes, whatever's next, God. Right. That's just the way we live our life. And, and, you know, I have a long history of trying things my way. Very um, long. Unfortunately, I didn't have the success. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear what you said there, but I'll listen to it later. Um, so like, uh, I had a long history of doing things my way and it was, unfortunately, I didn't have the success that you did in your field, but, um, I had more, just a lot of failure, um, when it came to my side, but it was more like pushing a boulder uphill and there's this constant, no progress and all that. But then when I switched, it's like, I just gave up. I was like, cause I'm pretty stubborn. So I just like, whatever God, <laughs> I'm done trying it my way after like nine years. And, um, I did that and submitted my life to him and he just, what didn't happen immediately. In fact, um, went to a lot of hard times as most people listening to this have heard. Um, mm-hmm. and so 
that being said that, you know, when it comes to this, we definitely believe in a yes and amen lifestyle. And that that's most certainly like out of your comfort zone. Like when it was, you know, when I was like, yes, you know, and God's like, okay, you know, you're going to move here or you're going to do this. Or even for us is like, I tell people like my original plan was not to do what Tommy and I do. It, and not once that I will go, okay, Hey, I want to get on and go public and share on videos and like to millions of people, every little stupid mistake I've ever done in my life. I'm like, that's not like, no, I was like, I want to hide these things. <laughs> like, mm. Let's put that, that coat, that, that front up. Right. Like, and yeah. you know, God, God had a different plan. He was like, no, this is what you're going to do. And just part of that, you know, yes. And amen. Like God, like whatever you say, and I'm just going to trust you in that process. And yeah. And um, you know, when that kind of leads us to like talking about like, how do you do that? Well, like, couple different things we have like i think seven points here that we believe that like would really help people live um a yes and amen lifestyle I mean, uh, number one obviously is like you know being able to just say yes whatever's next god in other words fully surrender to god and what he he wants for our lives not our preferences so and with that i know, I know you had hit on it earlier pastor gabriel is like it was like you know not the feelings aspects right there was there's been so many things that like, I did not feel like doing, you know, like I didn't feel like being nice to Tommy. A lot of times I didn't feel like moving. That wasn't my original plans, like doing all of these things that, you know, even, even getting plugged in and connected, you know, there are so many different things that we would have missed out on. Had we not moved to Austin, had we not gone and, you know, gone to your church and like been a part of the church where, you know, we weren't just like, you know, there, but you know, serving and doing life together and, you know, being plugged in all of those things. And, and I loved it because you guys uh, hosted a midweek and I love the fact that it wasn't just you guys hosting, you know, uh, you, you had Avery cooking and I know Jacob was also preparing the food and stuff like that. So I, I loved how you guys just made it a family activity. Yes. <laughs> Yes, we really enjoyed that. I missed uh, that, was, by the way. <laughs> it was a really, yeah, I, was, I do miss those times. Um, we, another good point here is like, you know, develop a deep relationship with God daily. I think that's key because if you don't develop a deep relationship with someone, how can you understand really what their voice sounds like? So like, um, and understand how to hear from the Holy Spirit and so, and how to trust him and really move with him. But um, I think a lot of people equate, like y'all were talking about just then, like, following God with feelings. Yes, he can communicate in any way he wants, but a lot of it's more based on principles than feelings. Mm -hmm. And so what? Well, that's actually one of our values for our life personally is principles over feelings. Take care of your feelings, but, you know, principles over feelings and living by that motto, yes and amen. It, it's important, you know, to that point, it, it it's a daily thing. You know, our, our father's prayer says, give us today our daily bread. It, it doesn't say like, well, you know, give me what I'm going to need for the next two months and then I'll check in back with you. And, and it's, <laughs> you know, it, it's an everyday thing. And, and I feel like sometimes we, forget, you know, it's like, well, I feel disconnected and I don't feel plugged in to God or to church or and, and th these are people that sometimes maybe haven't gone to church in three months or these are Sometimes maybe haven't been getting that regular cadence of prayer in their life. And mm -hmm. it's like, well, that's where the disconnect comes from. It, it comes from us. It doesn't come from God. Yes, so it's like, would, would, 100%. Would, you know, would be, would we be intentional in like setting apart a time and, and 
one of the things that I always uh, tell our, especially our team, you know, whenever we're having a team time or our team captains, when we're having our, our captains gathering, it, it's just that it's like, Hey, uh, it, it looks different in every single season of life, but there needs to be an intentionality behind it, you know, set aside 10 minutes, set aside 15 minutes, set aside 20 minutes. You know, it's like while you're running or while you're the dishes or while you're cooking. And these are activities that everybody does, right? Basic everybody things. takes it. You know, everybody takes a shower and I really do hope that everybody takes a shower. Uh, you know, it's like, <laughs> while you're, you know, while you're taking a shower or you're doing some sort of uh, physical activity, you know, and, and uh, it, it really is just being intentional at times. Like, all right, this is the time that I'm going to be praying. This is a time that I'm going to dive into this. This is the time that I'm going to allocate to what I'm doing. Right. So uh, it, it's really that. It, to you know to you to what the point you just mentioned Tommy and so even within your your whole story there so you just brought up a couple of good points there like throughout your whole story like you stay plugged into church and when you did start to you know get distance and get quote unquote too busy but it was really just priorities out of line there right when you weren't being as intentional with that time that's when you were really struggling like differently so it's that intentionality, like it does going to church and being plugged in and knowing people doesn't just happen. Like it takes intentionality. Mm -hmm. Oh, it, it, it totally does. And it's weird, right? Um, I feel like COVID did a number on us in the sense of connecting with people and really putting ourselves out there and really going that extra mile because for a year we did everything online. For a year, it was all just a Zoom call. For a year, it was all just a text or a FaceTime. And now it's like, no, man, that there's a big old world out there that we can go and actually like meet in person. Yes, it's connect different. in person. And and it hits different. There's a different depth to that as well. And there's an important depth to that as well. And that's why it's important to gather, you know, because you're there, you're in person, you you see the person, you hear the person, you're in front of the person. And and when you're in a in a personal gathering, in a physical gathering, it's not all just about you. It's about being there and having people that you can keep accountable and people keeping you accountable. So that that's really important, you know, just the the physical presence aspect of it. Hundred percent. And mm -hmm. like that kind of reminds me of like one of our next points here, which is really two things number one having a ride or die mentality with god really you know trusting him 100 but then also trusting him unconditionally too and in the fact that like you know even though i'm sure he didn't plan for covid and different things bad world tragedies to happen he will use them to you know to his to his you know kingdom and i believe that god does have good times and hard times you know that he can use for our benefit and to help us grow um, oh, definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Even the hard times, like, so even throughout, you know, the past year, it was with some of the challenges that you have expressed, because it just goes to prove that everyone has a life happen. Everyone has waves that come, but it's how you handle that mm -hmm. and how you're able to address it. You know, like that's, that's what really makes the difference. Cause none of us are exempt. Um, even as pastors, y'all are not exempt from life, right? Like, you know, it wasn't your, your idea to be hit by a tornado, but obviously <laughs> no. we're having your house reflooded, um, when it was almost complete, you know, yeah. so, you know, those big struggles, but yet, you know, God has worked throughout all of that. And, you know, the church has continued to grow and you're like, y'all have continued to have impact 
you know, people's lives are forever changed all through, even while you were having to face waves. Yeah. And it it cracks me up. Desi, I blocked that part out of my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Like try to avoid that. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, When the house got to like 90%, the next door contractors made a mistake and they uh, opened the wrong water main and they flooded our house and they had to start again. But, uh, (laughs) you know, yeah, it's, man, it's so many times it's easy to, it's, it's easy to say yes when everything is fine. It's easy to say yes when you're sure about everything. Uh, having a relationship is very convenient when everything is easy. But, you know, two relationships are forward and, and true roots are, are grown deeper when there's stress to the environment, when the tree is shaken, you know. Mm. That's when the, the roots go stronger and that's when we go deeper and – and yeah, I think it could have been very easy for us to be like, man, our house got hit and we don't have anywhere to live. And maybe God is telling us to leave, live, you know, leave the city and maybe we're not supposed to be here. And then we were almost back home and then they have everything flooded again. Oh, I think that should be a sign that our house is flooded again and maybe we shouldn't live here anymore. But we're like, no, like God brought us here for a reason and, and we're, we're called to endure. That's you know, awesome. Christians, you know, we're 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 called to endure. We're called to push through. We're called to, uh, you know, echoing a little bit of what about what you said, Desi. It's like we're we're called to show the world what it is to live through hard times, but still being joyful. Not the whole fake it till you make it thing. No, you no. choose joy. <laughs> choose joy. Oh, no. Did it suck? Huh? Yes, it did. Not gonna lie, but still choose joy because you have kids. Because you people are always watching. And not only just like, it doesn't sound like just uh, on that aspect, but really like where your focus was at. Yeah. Focus and then focus. And then it sounds like also like, this reminds me of a, I'm 99% sure 0.99 you spoke this sermon when we're at Vive. Um, (laughs) But I remember (laughs) um, like you talking about being anchored at different points, the church and different things. And it sounds like to me that even though the wind blew, literally, uh, yep. <laughs> literally, literally <laughs> there, and uh, you were anchored in your church, yeah, in, in your friend fellowship, in your in your relationship with God, and not only that, were you anchored, but you also had a focus on certain things and principles. Focus oh, definitely, faith for sure. Yeah, definitely, and and focusing on the on the end result, and um, the end result of everything that happened was. Uh, our kids, because uh, our kids' rooms were like down to the studs, you know, at, at one point. So uh, the end result was our kids getting new floors and our kids getting new windows for their rooms. And they, they noticed these things, you know, yes. uh, they're kids. And, but they did notice like, wow, I got new windows. Wow, I got new floors. And wow, this is, you know, th- th- this is actually really nice. Uh, it's not like the old carpet that the house came with. It's 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 brand new, right? It's upgraded. <laughs> exactly so so the kids get to see that that even through hard times uh you know what what upgrades uh god gave us throughout that whole situation just also seeing us as parents kind of go through it and and figure things out and uh, again sometimes you're overwhelmed as a parent and you're you know it, it thoughts creep in and it's like what am i doing that i did the right thing did i make the right choice and and again, I just love how God uses our kids to 
just pour those reminders in us because when those things, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm not vocal about that with my kids, but when I'm, I'm, I'm having these like struggles, right. But God has used them in an amazing way because there's been other times where like my son's been like, Hey, I just love the fact that you found a house for us really quick when the tornado hit us. So thank you, dad. Aww. And it's like, thank you. Cause I know that you did a really good job getting us back to the house. And and it's so random when they bring it up. It's it's not like we're talking about what happened. And and I know that that's just like the Holy Spirit, like just putting it in them and just like tell your dad this. But what I and, and what and I I love about that, Pastor Gabriel, is that you know you and Pastor Rita both are you know really big on you know talking to your kids and just setting that culture in your home, right? And so you know being a part of the church and you know having that relationship with God is not something foreign, you know. And y'all, you, what y'all look like in church and at home is not different, right? Like you don't have a different hat necessarily that you put on, right, or this fake front. So you've actually taught your kids these things and they're ingrained as their own culture as well. So going along those lines of, you know, your kids more is more is caught than taught. And so y'all are setting those examples. Yes. Which actually leads me to my next point. Um, you know, if you want your kids to catch healthy, you want to be a healthy individual. Um, if you want to teach them to um, understand perseverance, endurance, being able to, you know, move through hard times, but then also be able to um, follow God, you have to, you have to live that, right? So, like, I remember, I can't remember exactly who said it, but it's just like it, it really resonated with me. I know it was a vibe, but it's you know, God grows healthy things, and healthy things grow. So, you know, you you have to develop your foundations. You have to develop your you as being a healthy individual uh, if you want to affect those around you, and you don't have to be perfect. Right. I don't believe God needs perfect to be able to no. to help anyone, but like, but you have to be willing, right? And so willing, you know, be able to be willing, be able to follow him and be able to really provide that right soil for him to allow to grow in us. Cause we're not responsible for the growth, but we are responsible for providing the right soil and foundations. He just determines the outcome. Mm. And so which leads me to like also like that will look crazy to literally everyone. <laughs> yes. And you know, that that's a big point to that. Yes. And amen lifestyle is, you know, you're not going to be, you know, like all of society isn't gonna be like, Oh, that's awesome. You're great. Like that's fabulous. You're going to get a lot of like weird looks, some stares, some comments like, okay. Um, or interesting <laughs> or, and you had actually mentioned that in your story. And I had said that we were going to talk about that at the very end as well. And, you know, when you had you know, to resigned your anchor job to be like, oh, I'm going to go pastor a, a startup church in Austin. Like it did not sound like they were like, oh, that's awesome. Gabriel, like, that's amazing. You, you know, it doesn't sound like it more of sound like that. They were looking at you like you're crazy. Uh, definitely. Uh, you know, leaving, uh, leaving those, those years on the contract on the table and everything wasn't uh, normal. For them, it wasn't expected for them. And, uh, it, you know, people were like, are you sure? Like, you're really good at what you do and you're going to go do this thing that you've never done before. Yeah, that sounds about God. <laughs> 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 so it, it really is just trusting and saying, okay, uh, if this is the next step you want me to take, Lord, you know, I'll, I'll take it. 
and uh, it was a step that I took with my family. It wasn't a step that I uh, I took alone. So that always that's also always important to to keep in mind. So when we it, it was off for people, but always being part of the church and always saying yes to Christ has been countercultural. It always has been. And, uh, it, you know, it, it's it's this, it's a step that we took four years ago and that we're still taking today and that, you know, we're we're still uh, in that fight to believe, to to grow the church here in Austin and to to awaken people to reality of Jesus and, and to bring heaven to earth. You know, people don't have to wait till they die to experience heaven. And I believe that we're here for that. You know, we're here to give people but a glimpse of heaven of what it's going to be like to be in Jesus for eternity. Hundred percent, and just to let everybody know, like, to if if you want to be able to follow Pastor Grable, if you want to be able to follow Vive Church, if you want to be able to uh, attend any Vive Church, and also even go to uh, Amen Conference, which I highly, yes, highly suggest. You'll never find another conference that's more on fire than this for uh, their hearts for God. It's insane. We go every year. Um, and it's not convenient. Yeah. So don't be like, oh, well, is it convenient? Yeah. So we travel and finding flights from Tennessee to California is not convenient, by the way. So, but we are going to do it anyways. Yes. hundred um, percent. Love it. We're going to put links in the, in the podcast description for everyone so they can actually go and check this out. Links will also be on Facebook, of course, too, and other platforms. And then, um, we also want to make sure that with this podcast episode, the goal with it was honestly just to inspire you to live a yes and amen lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And just knowing that, like, you know, thanks to Pastor Gabriel and Pastor Rita's, you know, ability and willingness to do that, you know, getting out of your comfort zone, you know, not living by feelings and being intentional and truly seeking, you know, God's purpose and not your ideal of life, you know, right. Change Tommy's and mine's life forever. Mm -hmm. And also the ripple effect of that, because, you know, the more that we learn and grow, we turn around and pour out more to others as well. So the ripple effect, Pastor Gabriel, that you and Pastor Rita have had like reaches, I can't, I can't even count how many people, you know, that has touched just by y'all's choices of yes and amen. I love that. And it really blesses us that you guys are doing this and we can't wait to see you and the kiddos uh, come June there in Mountain View. It's going to be a lot of fun for sure. So yeah, do not miss out. Uh, if you guys want to join us, uh, in June, it's going to be a lot of fun. The kids are on vacation and there's also a kids conference going on. So you guys don't have to worry about, uh, your kiddos. And by uh, one of the things that I also love about our church is just how intentional they are in providing spaces and a curriculum for our kids. And I think, uh, Pastor Kira has done an incredible job just developing royal kids and what into what it is today. So, man, uh, trust me, you know it, it. It don't be like, oh, it's because we have kids. What are we going to do with them? Oh, man, you're they're going to have the time of their life. They're not going to want to leave. <laughs> no, it's it's insanely good. Um, oh, yeah. I've seen For the, the things, whole family. Yeah, I've seen the stuff that they do, and also if you're if you're an entrepreneur, they have hype network, right? That's what it's called. Yes. Uh, so the hype network, I, I love it. You know, uh, people who are Christian minded, having just those, those moments and those connections, you know, you're, you're one connection away from your breakthrough and the hype network has grown so much that now they're doing uh hype network sessions. They did one in Chicago. Uh, they had one in New York. They had one in Miami and it's just bringing people together uh, with that Christ mindset 
but also have that mindset for business and how can they grow? How can they connect? How can we push each other, you know, to make the kingdom grow, grow uh, in that sector? So it, it's been also beautiful to see how everything has just been growing in the hype network. So uh, that that's, a, I mean, that's just another incentive for you guys to grow. You're going to get filled spiritually. And there's also that opportunity there to get those connections uh, for your professional life as well. 100%. Well, we definitely enjoyed the podcast today. Yes. Uh, definitely, as always, we love you guys. God loves you more than you'll ever know. And we enjoyed having you on the podcast. And we will all see you guys on the next episode. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Now, that's all we have for today's show. And remember, prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show. By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating. However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. Have an amazing day and God bless.